Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, in this episode of the GH Report, the saga of the two Jasons continues, as so does Manlanders. For every good, there must be a bad, I guess. We'll talk about all that and more in the GH Report next. The destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey, everybody. Hey. That's right. As you know, when you hear that music, it can only mean one thing. It is time for the GH Report right here on After Buzz TV. Of course, every week we get together and we like to break down the latest happenings in Port Charles. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. And joining us here, we've got a new member of the panel. Hey, y'all. You might remember me from the Dancing with the Stars panel and So You Think You Can Dance. I am Carla Renata, and I can be found across all social media platforms at The Curvy Critic. And, of course, Lucretia Lyon, our other member of our panel, she is on assignment, not able to join us this evening. There was a rumor that James Light Jr. may be joining us. He teased us, possibility (laughs) of him coming back, only to break my heart. (laughs) But we'll continue, yes, diving into this. So, uh, Carla, as your uh, first time here with us on the show, uh, what is your history with uh, General Hospital? Well... I am excited yet sad to say all at the same time that I've been watching General Hospital for quite some time. Like, I go back to the days of the Luke and Laura wedding. That's how long I've been watching General Hospital. And I have several friends that are cast members on the show. So I've been watching it for a minute. Oh, like how you just kind of casually just dropped yeah, it. Yeah, I just dropped that. Bam! Uh, watch your toes. We got some, uh, we got some, some names we're going to be dropped in a second here. Who are you, uh, who are you uh, pals with? Several people over the years, but one of them uh, that kind of floats in and out is Sonia Eddy, who plays Epiphany. Nice. Mm-hmm. We had a chance to have her on the show uh, earlier this year. Okay. Very delightful. Yeah, I love her. And Rebecca Buttig. She's nice. a friend of mine. Um, gosh, a whole bunch of people over there. It's been a, yeah. There's oh. <laughs> a lot of them. I, I think uh, at least all of us here, we enjoyed uh, Rebecca on the show. We just felt like the way that she was written off was it was kind of It was kind of salty. It was yeah. kind of like... Where'd she go? Why isn't she coming? Like, it was just... Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that. It kind of... Yeah. They were kinda, yeah. Yeah. So Un- there's that. Unfortunate. But if somebody's leaving and a baby is still alive, <laughs> you're never too As far away. As soaps always yes. do. As soaps always do. But speaking of Sonya Eddie, I'm really glad that they brought her back this week. They brought her back in full effect. Yes. She came in as only Epiphany can do. And she didn't skip a beat in dealing with um, the two Jasons. That's true. So that was kind of, I kind of love that. I will still say that I'm very disappointed because after Sonny got shot recently, mm-hmm. there was a whole talk that he was going to do that re- rehab again with Epiphany. And I enjoyed their scenes that they had the first time that he had gotten yeah, shot. Yeah, those were great. And I was hoping to have more of those. And then Sonny just said, oh, I'm going to put off my, my rehab. And then he never did it. And we just moved on and it never happened. You know how soap operas do. That's, That's how right. they roll. The, yeah. other thing, the other thing that was cracking me up as I was watching it this week is I used to be a big fan of all of the ABC soap lineup. So I watched all my children, One Life to Live, General Hospital. Like, it was a whole day thing for me. And if I missed it during the day, I would um, TiVo it back when we did that. 
I would TiVo <laughs> it, and I would um, just watch them at night, you know, when I got home from whatever I was doing. But I'm noticing that the executive producer, I think his name is Frank, of, of General Hospital Now, came over from One Life to Live, and he then dragged half of the cast of One Life to Live with him. For well, I, I guess, well, I enjoyed it first when they did it, uh, and you were to have Todd Manning over there, and I liked having Todd in Port Charles, mm-hmm. but then when they had the whole Prospect Park thing and they kind of lost those, mm-hmm. then I just feel like their replacements that they gave uh, for everybody just wasn't as, was as great. Yeah, like they have the girl that played Megan uh, Buchanan uh, or Jessica or whatever her character was on One Life to Live. She's there. She plays Cassandra now yeah. on GH. They've got um, the guy that was playing Todd. He's playing Franco. The guy who was playing Finn, he been on all the, he's I, been on all of them. I love him better as John McBain. I loved him better. <laughs> I wanted John McBain. But he was also on. He actually started. See, I just, I go so way back. It's so embarrassing. So he actually started on Poor Charles. Remember Poor Charles? Oh yes. He started on Poor Charles when they had that whole vampire thing going on. Like he was like the lead vampire. <laughs> that was that was the Caleb one, right? He was Caleb. That was, that was yeah, a, Caleb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good, old, good old vampire Caleb. He and I think it was Kelly. Did Kelly, Kelly Monaco. Monaco come from Port Charles? Too? Yeah. I think she did, yeah. She was there, too, as another character that was... Uh... Her and Caleb had a thing yep. going on toward the end of that. I was like, really, y'all trying to do a vampire thing? Okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I digress. So um, this week, they finally had the, the Tale of Two Jasons play out. <laughs> I like to call it the Tale of Two Jasons. It played out. And my theory about this, as I said before we went on the air, I feel like it is a ratings coup. And I feel like a lot of fans had gotten used to the guy that's playing Jason now. And I think the producers of the show probably like the dude that's playing Jason now. But they also love Steve Burton because Steve Burton won an Emmy for playing Jason or got nominated for an Emmy for playing Jason. So I feel like somebody somewhere likes both of them and they didn't want to let both of them go. So they said, well, let's just bring them both back and see how it plays out. I mean, I like Billy Miller's fine on the show, but he's, he's never felt like... Jason Toomey. Mm-mm. I mean, in a world where you, at least at the time, Steve Burton was on Bold and Beautiful, or you know, Young and the Restless, uh, Young and the Restless, Young and the Restless, where it wasn't he, he wasn't on there. So it's like, all right, well, if we can't have Steve Burton, then at least we have Jason existing, and Billy Miller's version is fine. But still wasn't the same. But now that you have Steve Burton back as Jason, just seeing him in the scenes, it's just like, yes, doesn't it just? It's like, ooh, this this feels right. And then there's somebody, I forget which character it was, but somebody made a reference, or several of the characters made reference to the fact that, you know, I accepted him as Jason, and, you know, I, I really wanted to believe he was Jason, but he never quite felt like Jason to me. Yeah, we had both uh, Michael and Diane yes. kind of reference that. Michael and Diane. I think Carly said it, too. And even, even Sonny said it at one point. So I'm like, wow, you're going to have everybody that has some interaction with Jason go, you know, he never really felt like Jason to me, but okay, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll deal with it. That's just hilarious. I will give it up for Carly, because at least she was saying it before the reveal that Steve Burton was back on the show. Right. She said a little bit leading up to that, but you can see they're already kind of setting the groundwork for that. But then I do like everybody else kind of jumping on that, like, oh yeah, I mean, it just never felt like, oh, it's easy to say now, buddy. Easy to <laughs> right. say right now. That's what made me laugh. I laughed at that out loud. I'm like, oh, y'all are killing me with that. Like, oh yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah, of course, of course he never felt like Jason. I'm like, um, where were y'all back in the day where, Car- Car- I think Carly was the last one to come on board. Yep. And she was the, she was the last one to come on board with believing that, that Billy Miller was Jason. And then she was the one that convinced Sam 
this is really Jason. She had the DNA thing done. She had the, Spinelli come do the um, facial recognition thing or computer thing or whatever it was he did to, to bring it home to make everybody believe this is Jason. Look, it's his face. It's his face. I'm like, so really, I knew then when they showed um, Steve Burton's face, I was like, they're going to bring Jay, um, Steve Burton back because there's no way they're going to do a computer thing and then show the old Jason's face as Jason and say, oh, see, there's his face. I'm like, that was kind of a tip-off. Was that a tip-off yeah. for you? It was a tip-off for me. Because it's, it's, it's just nice that once you do have Steve Burton back, you can have access to all those great flashbacks for anything like they did when he was back and they showed the scene out in front of Luke's uh, where he suddenly first met him, gave mm-hmm. him the money. It's like things that you couldn't have done with Billy Miller because it was just it would just seem too weird. Or they would have had to reshoot it, and it just would have they would have had to reshoot it with people where they are now and use filters and stuff to make it look like it was back in the day. And yeah, that's always weird when they do that. And it's just the, the way that like his I, I feel like Billy Miller's relationships, while fine, like with Sonny and Carly, but they just weren't. It just wasn't quite the same as the Steve yeah. Burton way. I love me some Jason. I, I love the fact that, and I'm not hating on Billy Miller, so don't come for me saying, ooh, don't hate on Billy Miller. I'm not hating on Billy Miller. But what I am saying is that I just love Steve Burton better. That's all. No, it's just, I mean, he, he just is like putting on a nice, comfortable shoe. It's like, exactly. yes, this is it. Exactly. <clears throat> and I do like, again, once, uh, what I like about uh, Jason Morgan, the way Steve Burton plays him, is that he's uh, if he's confined in an area for any length of time, he's just going to bust into do with push-ups. <laughs> He did that on the cargo ship. He did it again in the in the prison cell. Boom! Let's get down. Let's pump out some reps. Oh my God, Frank! I can't. I never even noticed that, but that is kind of true. Yeah, it's like all right. Welcome back, Steve Burton. But you know what? I'm interested to see what's going to happen and bust out for next week is how he deals with Dr. Klein. Like he purposely asked to be locked up. Yes. So that he could, because when he saw Dr. Klein in the background, he was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm not in such a hurry to not be locked up. I'm gonna be locked up." And the last thing he said was, "So hey, Dr. Klein," and he turned around like, "Ooh, how is that gonna play out?" And I kind of hate, and I, I kind of hate. The way they wrote the other doctor off, too. They had him going out like a straight-up punk. <laughs> I mean, seriously. They had him going out like a straight-up punk. Like, he goes to Anna's, and he gives her the disco ball to my oh, our dancing was great. And then he skips out while she's making tea. Like, come on. Like, he can't have no dignity going out. He got to, like, skip out while she's in the kitchen. It's unfortunate because he has that conversation with Franco where he kind of breaks down everything. So Franco gets all the information, which it was disappointing not to have that conversation with Anna because they were so close. Exactly. To not have that and to have him just be like, oh, I just did something. Think about me in the good times when you look at this disco ball. Right. And now I'm just going to I'm gonna ghost on you <laughs> while you're making tea. <laughs> exactly. And I agree with you. I feel like he should have had that conversation with Anna instead of with Franco. And I would really love to know what the writers were thinking because they mm-hmm. always have a reasoning for everything that they do. So I would love to know what the impetus was to do that instead of having him tell Anna. And then she went after him. So, like, Lord knows what she's going to find. I mean, I hope she finds him because, admittedly, I really like the chemistry that was there between Anna and uh, Andre. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed that. And then, you know, I know that they really didn't play that up. And they, Well, they had him kiss and they do the... the and the, the dance. Scene. I was like, I, I thought, I thought, oh, they're going to give... Because it seems like when they tried to hook him up with Jordan and that didn't play out, that they kind of just put him on the back burner for a second. And they were trying to figure out what to do with him without letting his character kind of flounder in the background. And then they gave him this, you know, Dr. Frankenstein maniacal, you know, twist. And I'm uh. like, I don't know how I feel about that. I I, th- I would have liked to see him together rather than trying to do this kind of like fake romance that will probably turn into a real romance with Finn. Mm-hmm. To have it be 
and uh, Andre and Anna because he's got the WSB background. He's a psychiatrist. They've exactly. got a close connection. I was like, they I, have I, more in common. Yeah, I thought yeah. I wanted to see their relationship kind of progress. Yeah, me too. I'm totally there with you. But the other, the other thing that cracks me up is I'm not feeling the Cassandra Valentine thing either. The only, I'm not feeling it. I mean, the only thing that's interesting about it is that uh, they've got uh, Claudette. Mm-hmm. That she has, that she she knows where Claudette is, mm-hmm. and she's got she's got the real skinny about what Valentine did with her. So I feel like that's at least the only thing that's interesting about it. But the two of them together, no, eh. it's like watching paint dry. And then, and then the other um, pair of that, but I, I always, but I, let me um, just say this real quick. I always love when they bring Felicia and Mac back because they are so quirky and crazy that they kind of lighten stuff up. And and that's the other. And the other thing I want to say is. I love the fact that they brought all the General Hospital OGs back. Uh, Felicia, Mac, Anna. Um, they still got Monica there. They got rid of Tracy. Yeah. I don't know why Tracy left. but Well, she wanted to kind of retire and uh, just like she'd like, done enough. In real life? In real life. Because like, when re- they did the, um, the, they did the, tri- the, the tribute to her, like her last show, yeah. I boohoo like a baby watching that. It was, Ooh, it was I nice cried. I was like, you would have thought I knew her personally and had something invested in it the way the tears were rolling down my face. I was like, oh no, not Tracy Quarterman. Like, we need somebody to be nasty. Yeah. Who's going to be the nasty <laughs> person? She did it so well. She did. I thought that was a much better send-off for that character than even like Luke got when he left. I feel like right? his send-off was just kind of, eh. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. <clears throat> His, but his, you know what I think the thing was with his send off. I think it went on way too long. I think his send off. It was like a whole week. It was like, it was like the the um, send off that's never going to end. I think if they had done it in one show, maybe two, it would have been a little better. But it seemed to drag on and on and on. Like they, I mean, I get why GH and ABC did that because he is an OG GHer. So yeah. he's he's part of the reason. Why people have watched that show for 25 years or more. Because he's been there. Well, he was there just about that long. So, I get it. But at the same time, I was like... They, it was like they tried to give him a full show almost with every character he interacted with the most. Yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, he's worthy and much deserving of an awesome send-off. I just wish the show had given him a, a, just a better, better told one. one. Yeah, just a better told one. It would have been much more exciting. But I like Tracy's send-off. That was the bomb diggity. I was like, oh, wow. And I was I was really invested in that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I really enjoyed Tracy Quartermain, and I felt like once she's left, the whole thing that they're kind of building up to before she left, it was like Ned taking uh, dropping Ashton, taking the quarter name, name, Quartermain name, where you're trying to rebuild the Quartermain family to kind of what they were yeah. back in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. And then once Tracy left, I felt like, you know, we've kind of backslid. Yeah, it never really it never really did that. You're absolutely right. Like you very rarely hear the name Corden Main mentioned on the show unless it's being attached to somebody's last name. Like they don't talk about ELQ, they don't talk about Edward, they don't talk about um and they don't talk about any of that. And I'm just like that is what made the, there's certain things about certain soap operas that are like the staples of the show. The Quartermains were the staple of General Hospital as were the nurses of General Hospital. Those two things were like the staple thing that didn't change no matter what. And it seems like now there's all this other stuff going on that has d- detracted from that a little bit. And I don't know. I feel some kind of way about that. Well, I mean, I guess, you know, certainly with the, the increase of the gang side, with Sonny, with Jason, 
that side has become so much more popular. It's kind of really tipped over the show, the scales of the show in that direction. Yeah. To where a lot of focus is on them. Where more often than not, you see another rival gang coming into town, and right. then it's all just how are Jason and Sonny going to react to that? It's gotten a little less away from that lately. But I have to say, Maurice Bernard, no matter what ABC soap he's on, that always happens. Because he was on All My Children, too. And they did that with him on All My Children. I forget what his character's name was on All My Children. But he was a gangster on that show, too. And it kind of went that way. And then he, I think he moved over to One Life to Live for like a split second. <laughs> and then he finally made his way over to GH, where he's been for 5,000 years. Side note, I went to a Christmas party with Sonia one time, a GH Christmas party. And I sat in this corner talking to Maurice Bernard for like, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes. Wow. It was the best conversation I had ever with an actor ever. That's awesome. That's the best. Because we talked about, I was so fascinated. I'm like, if I ever, ever get a chance to talk to him, sit down and like have a conversation with him, I want to ask him, what is it like to play the same character for 20-something years. That's a long time to be the same person. Like, what do you do to make that fresh? What do you do to um, not get bored and want to slit your wrist every time you see the script and it says, Sonny says or Sonny does, you know what I mean? And he said that um, he gets to work with some really wonderful actors, and that's what makes it fresh for him because he's never, even with the Carlys, he's had three different Carlys. You know, so he's he says each one of them brings something special that kind of makes him have to fluff up and get on top of his game, too. And he enjoys that. And then we talked about them bringing his bipolar situation into the script. And I asked we talked about, you know, how he deals with that. And he he talked about having a bunch of girls for kids. And I think one of them had a date that night and he was having a nervous breakdown because he was at the party. He was at this Christmas party for his job while his daughter was out on this date. And he kept looking at his watch going, I got to get out of here. I got to (laughs) go. It was so funny. But I love him. He is the he is so you know. All of the actors on that show are really, really wonderful people. They're very, very nice and down to earth. They'll talk to you about to, um, about just anything. That's very cool. Like, for, certainly here on the show, it's like we love the actors. We don't often love the storylines that they're given, right? But uh, the actors, you know, hands down, great across the board. I love me some General Hospital though. Okay, wait. So let me let's t- let's. So we didn't talk about Sunny and them. Let's get to this Laura and Doctor Collins storyline. Really. I'd like the two of them together. I, I, but I think the, the harm, what was done, is that we haven't seen them together enough to really feel the emotion of that moment. Like, we, I, 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 they make it, they built it up that you're expecting, like, finally, yes, but we just haven't seen them do enough together. You know, I don't, because I said I've watched GH for many, many years, and I remember when Kevin was with Lucy and a <clears throat> variety of other people, and I just, in the back of my mind, I always see him you know, holding out for Lucy. I just, as a fan, I just see that. I don't get the chemistry between him and Laura. I just don't get it. I watched that scene that they had where he and um, he proposed to her this week, and he gave her the ring and got on his knee, and they got all dressed up and danced and everything. <laughs> I'm so silly because I'm watching them dance, and I'm thinking, mm, this is the scene they're going to show when they break up or somebody gets killed off. <laughs> it's immediately <laughs> what I thought about, which is so dastardly evil and dark, but that's exactly what I was sitting there thinking, going, 
hmm, they'll play this scene back when somebody is killed off. It's a cute little scene. That's all I could think about. Like, I was so, I'm so not invested in that storyline. It's, uh, I like the pairing of them because it had been for a while. Like, you said that you like having the OG GHers back. I do. And I do. For sure. I love it because I, I, although I'm really bummed with what they've given Mac and Felicia to do, they're, they are capable of so much more. And they've given think, them so little. I think they're waiting. I think the, I think the best is I think the best is yet to come. From I can only hope you're right. I, I I guarantee you because Felicia Felicia is so invested in who Anna is dating that I feel like that whole situation is going to play out to be really quite complicated and comical all at the same time. Maybe because so far we've seen them have sex in a park and get busted. <laughs> A low point for those two characters. That was just so wrong. Oh. I was like, really? We also had Maxie come back into town to surprise Nathan, and then Mac and Felicia run in toward the floating rib. And Felicia's big line in that scene was like, so how are you? How was the flight? Like, the, <laughs> I saw that. That was the line you gave her <laughs> for that? Come on now. Uh-uh. But speaking of Maxie, I'm really digging this storyline that they're giving Maxie and Nathan no. and Amy. Yes, I'm loving that. I'm going to tell you why I love All that. Right. Because you can... You can Okay, the lens does not lie. You can totally see the chemistry between Amy and Nathan. I love the fact that Amy is a little zoptic, that Maxie kind of is not. You know, Maxie was was a little thinner, but I don't know. She's She must have been pregnant or something in real life to gain a little weight. I don't know what's going on with her. But you, Maxie is somebody who prides herself on how she looks. Amy's like, you know, I'll, I'll get myself together and do whatever I got to do. But I love the fact that these two very different looking women are all about Nathan. And Nathan is absolutely clueless. Like, he loves Maxie, but he knows Maxie is a hot mess. Like, he <laughs> loves her and he's married to her, but she's a hot mess. And she's always doing and saying something that she shouldn't be doing and saying. But Amy seems to be a little bit more level-headed. And I'm feeling like when she had the little breakdown about her brother not coming to visit her... I feel like um, Nathan was was a lot more empathetic toward her than he would have been had that been Maxie. And Maxie peeped that and got this look on her face like, really? You just, you just going to have empathy for somebody else in my house right in front of me? <laughs> <laughs> That's how she looked. She was like, really? You just going to look at her with all that? And he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And Maxie was like, she had this look on her face like, what the hell? Really? But she just didn't say it. I love that about that girl that plays Maxie. She's the bomb. I did not care for that scene because <laughs> I cannot stand this Manlander storyline. This storyline is the pits to me. It's stupid. It is. It is just like it's just derailing these characters. And so when we're so close to it to being done, then we have Maxie come back in and say, "No, I need you guys to continue doing it at least so I can finish this article." Which, please, Carla, tell me who in the right mind is going to care about this article? Nobody's going to run to read this article. Who cares about like the the man behind Manlanders? Like, well, ah. apparently, from Maxie's point of view, it, it it practically ruined their marriage. So apparently, she feels like somebody's paying enough attention to it that Nina's going to let her write an article about it to get her little job back at Crimson. And I'm like, really? Does that many people really read Crimson that it's going to save your job like that? I don't think so. No. <laughs> I just I don't. Ugh. And let's talk about Nina for a minute. They have turned her into a straight-up punk, too. When she first came on the scene, she was so dastardly. Like, she was the woman you love to hate. And now they got her crying and going, Oh, Valentine, I need you with her little bloody hands. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> I can't with that. I, I will say the part of Nina that goes that drives me a little crazy is that, and I mean, I guess understandably so in the real world, I suppose, if somebody that you cared about was hurt or assaulted in some fashion... And they tell and they tell you about it. 
that uh, your first inclination is like, I'm, I'm going to call the police. No matter what you say, I'm calling the police when they don't want you to do that. And I feel like so many times it's happened to Valentine. It's like, Nina, just let it go. You know, uh, you know, this is something we were you know, squat wide with some other person. And Nina's like, I'm calling the police. I'm calling the police right now. But like, don't oh. you think in that moment, though, when, when all of that was going down, don't you think when she asked Valentine, she was like, so, so what did he say? Because they were speaking French. Yep. Don't you think she knows French and she knows exactly what they said? I, got, I get the feeling that she knows exactly what he said and she playing dumb. I don't know if she knows French, but I feel like I do buy her that, you know, like it seems like a lot of words for, it was. for, for that very short answer that Valentine said it was. <laughs> right. Right, like, really? That was a lot more words. Than what I agree, just said. and then but then she but then she peeped him and she said, "So um, I heard him say Klein. Who's that?" I was, yeah. like, oh, 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 oh. I was like, "Oh, Nina, she's good." I don't. I mean, I certainly, I guess, because you've got the whole Cassandra thing kind of tied in, but I don't know what Valentine loses by not just being upfront with Nina in that moment, saying. Klein's one of the doctors from my hospital. Because he's lied to her so many times. Like she straight up told him, "If we're going to do this, you can't lie to me." Like, she's, she's told him that on more than one occasion. So he knows that if she finds out he is lying to her one more time, it is a wrap. And he's not wrapped too tight. So Lord knows what he will do if she tries to leave him. Because he's really, bless his heart, trying to be invested in this whole family thing and really, you know, be the husband that Nina wants him to be. But I just don't think he's capable. I mean, Cassandra called him out. And she's like, you can't run away from who you are. That's true, I, I, but I feel like the Cassandra and the Dr. Klein are far enough apart that you could talk about the Dr. Klein part mm-hmm. and not worry about the Cassandra stuff t- mm-hmm. coming up. Mm-hmm. So why not just be honest about that and you know just you know just you know knock Nina down and get her get her less anxious. I'm telling you because a lie is a lie, no matter how big or small it is. Like if you if you were in a relationship and your uh, other half did something and you caught them and. They said, okay, I promise, and you were like, I'm out. And they said, look, I promise I will never, ever do that again. And then they did it again. Then you have a choice to make. You either have to stand by what you said, by like, I'm out, or you're going to double down and be like, okay, well, I'll give you one more chance. And then one more chance turns into another chance and another chance and another chance. You never, you never stop giving them chances because of how you ultimately feel. You just don't want to lose whatever that is and I feel like that's where Valentin is I feel like he I feel like he literally is caught between a rock and a hard place well some of it is his own doing with, but that's with, true with whatever he did with Nicholas which still hangs that over that foul. character that's foul ooh that was so foul and I feel like whenever Nicholas does come back whether it's going to be Tyler Christopher or they recast and they bring somebody else up you know they're going to bring Tyler Christopher back I hope so that would be fantastic <laughs> I would love it I mean it's just, I feel like it's just a matter of time <laughs> I mean, it took five years to get Steve Burton back. So Look, I'm okay. saying, you know, it's going to be talent. You know, they're going to, because nobody, well, I don't know. There's been two people that played um, Nicholas. Yes. There's been two people. The first one, uh, or actually, might have been three. We had one for, like during that, where he got killed off. It was another right. actor kind of filling and in. And then there that. was another one, like when they were younger and yep. they were in high school. So, it's, yeah, it's been three people. So, this last one, though, Tyler Christopher, I liked him because he was just good. I really liked him. And I thought I was going to feel some kind of way when they, um, with the whole Emily situation when they switched the Emily's out, remember that? Yes. And I was like, "Yeah, this ain't this ain't working for me." And then they eventually killed her off. <laughs> <sighs> I'm always killing people off. I'm like, "Get out!" 
Well, yeah, but I feel like the family that's probably suffered the most from that has been the Quartermains. You've just uh, people just keep getting chipped away at that family too. Uh, the Cassidines like too. But then the Cassidines always has some lost long relative that appears out of nowhere. And my favorite Cassidine storyline that makes me laugh is that Helena Cassidine has come back from the dead more than anybody I have ever seen. I think they really, really killed her off this time. But shoot, who knows? She might come back again as like somebody the, else. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I loved her. And she's great. She's always great. She's great. Kenson Stower, anytime she comes on, it, <laughs> it's fantastic. And so, I mean, we've gotten the luxury just like when Jason was kind of, and Jake were both kind of brainwashed to see mm-hmm. her kind of pop up as like ghost visions there <laughs> in her head. But that was it. I'll take, I I'll even take her that. so much. She makes me laugh because she's just so, she's so good at being nasty. And I used to, who was that? I used to love when Luke was on there and they would have their scenes together. Oh, those were the greatest scenes ever because <laughs> they would just go nasty toe for toe, and it was just delicious to watch. We don't have anybody there like that right now, I don't think. No. I mean, certainly uh, Valentin, they're straddling that line, whether it's like we know he's a bad guy and he's got some you know, a, a dark history, but they're also trying to lighten him up with the whole Nina. And- I'm not having that. I need for somebody to be evil. I need some dastardly stuff going on. And I need it going on right now, GH. I need it happening right now. <laughs> well, I mean, there is one potential of somebody as a, a dirty dealer here. Is like whoever's ultimately behind our two Jasons, the client, as I keep mentioning, this mysterious client that they've only talked to uh, over the phone, through emails, but they've never actually met in person. Wouldn't it be hilarious if it's Helena Cassidyne? I well, would holler if it was. I mean, I feel like she's she's related at least in a small part because we do see – Billy Miller's Jason have those flashbacks when he's on Cassadon Island mm-hmm. when he's with Franco mm-hmm. about him being strung up and beaten. So mm-hmm. whether that's really his memories or Jason, well, yeah, I feel it's got to be his memories. Yeah, I, but yeah, the whole memory thing. I'm a little, I'm a little confused by that. Like when when the doctor was saying that they both have the same memories, so they both think that they are Jason Morgan, but there's no way to undo it. And I'm just like, well. If you undo it, then who is the other person going to be? Like, what would, what would you do if you were going to undo it? So it's going to be interesting to see how they go about dealing with that. Because he's like, well, you can't undo it. Somebody's going to have to come and do something because they can't be running around for months on the end. Tomorrow, I'm Jason. No, I'm Jason. No, I'm Jason. Like, that's not going to work. Well, as soon as you say that, there's – I feel like the only thing that's ever happened that you've never been able to undo so far in General Hospital, at least that I can remember, mm-hmm. is Jason never going back to Jason Quartermain. No. They've never reverted back to that at all. No, which is a good <clears throat> thing. That's a good thing. Yeah, but I still, I would have liked to see him. I mean, that was the thing I was hopeful with, at least the Billy Miller version, mm-hmm. was that it kind of opened up the door to having him having some of the Quartermain memories resurface. Mm-hmm. And I, given how depleted the Quartermain side of it was, I was mm-hmm. like, it'd be something different to see Jason kind of more embrace point. his Quartermain side, but they didn't go that direction. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. So, you know, just to flip it back a little bit, you told me, I mean, I told you how long I've been watching GH, but I don't know anything about your GH connection. Oh, it's, uh, gosh, I, I, my grandma introduced me to the show. So, you know, always watching that whenever I'd stay with her. I think I came in when uh, Mac first arrived in Port Charles. Ooh, that's been a while. Okay. Yes. So I was a kid. You're like me. Just a, You're an old GGHer. Right. <laughs> Little kid. Visiting my mom down in Florida, a grandmother down in Florida. And uh, watching those anytime during the summer I was off school. So, yeah. And then I just stuck with it. Watched it through uh, junior high, high school, college after that. And then uh, still sticking with it now. Okay. Yeah. What's your What's your favorite, favorite, favorite thing about GH that keeps you hooked? The, 
Well, gosh, you know, I have to admit, I, this seeing the Jason Morgan storyline come back, mm-hmm. this has been the first thing in a long time that's really hooked me and got me excited to watch every single day. Because mm-hmm. more often than not, I would kind of let everything kind of pile up mm-hmm. and finish it at the end of the week. And like this, it's like, nope, I want to watch it every single day. Got to watch it every single day to see what happens. So, okay. And I don't, I, yeah, I am a sucker for somebody like a character that I really liked mm-hmm. that has been gone for a long time mm-hmm. and is brought back. And I feel like this has been a, a, of the, like this kind of reintroducing an old character. Mm-hmm. Probably been one of the best executed ones that I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Like a lot of times when they bring them back, <laughs> oh my god! Like back in the day when um, when all of the soaps were on on all all three networks, if somebody left. There was no explanation for why they left. And if they came back, there was no explanation for why they came back. You would just hear this voiceover say, the role of Jason Quarterman is now being played by so-and-so, so-and-so. And (laughs) And you'd be like, hey, wait a minute. What's happening here? I need to know what happened. So um, (laughs) I agree with you on the fact that they have executed that storyline very well because there was no voiceover saying the role of Jason Quarterman is now being played by Billy Miller and Steve Burton. Like, you know what I mean? So that was kind of cool. And I think my favorite thing that I ever, ever, ever watched on GH was the um, evolution of Luke and uh, Tracy having a relationship. Very true. I really loved the way that that unfolded in folded back and like it kept going back and forth I really love that because it gave it gave her some humanity it gave him a little bit of humanity too because he wasn't always you know warm and fuzzy either but it gave her especially a little bit of a humanity type aside you actually felt something for her other than contempt <laughs> true because what I like to make because for our, so often it was just Luke and Laura Luke and Laura and exactly. then once uh, Jeannie Francis left the show and Luke was just kind of straddling for a while by himself. It was nice to be able to get him the character that an unexpected character you wouldn't normally think you'd associate with, right? And see them have great chemistry and then take off and become the couple that they became, right? So that's why I guess I'm I'm very kind of a sucker for the Laura and Kevin stuff too, because I mean Laura's been so such a like it's Luke and Laura, so to have her be with somebody else and kind of an unexpected choice with Kevin Collins for sure, that uh, it's like a pairing that it's like I'm, I'm willing to go with this because it's uh, at least giving her. I want to see her what she does when she's not so identified as uh, as Laura of Luke and Laura. Right. You know, I'd rather see her with Scotty Baldwin than see her with, with Kevin Collins. And then maybe I will change my mind. But I'm just like, mm, I'm not feeling it. You know, and that's a shame, too, because I don't know whether whatever real world things were happening. But when they did pair them up quickly, it was like a blink and you missed it. Kind of when they finally got <laughs> Scotty and Laura together. And I was like, oh, yeah, now we're just ending it, and I'm because, heading back to Paris. Yeah, well, they got her back with, with Luke is what happened. Like, they, they, threw, they, threw Scotty yeah. to the, they threw Scotty to the curb and brought Luke back in. But speaking of storylines that kind of did not get played out very well, the storyline of bringing Laura back, that went on, like, a couple of weeks too long. Where they had her up in the basement and people were talking to her, yeah. and all you see was the back of her head in that in that um, uh, rocket chair. Yep. I'm like, for real though, y'all we supposed to believe that that's Laura in that rocket chair? That, that was <laughs> that has been the thing that I've been glad that for the most part, soaps have gotten her away from. It's just seeing when you know the real actor's not there yet, mm-hmm. and they, they just you just they were still in negotiations. Yep. You still have to see just the back of that character. You know, just see. And it, and it was weird because like when the Billy Miller was in that coma when he got right. shot, all you saw was his arm. <laughs> It was it. I never saw his and sometimes face. you didn't even see the arm. Sometimes you just saw the machine that was kind of covering up his body. I'm like, oh, they. When I saw that, I didn't know that Steve Burton was coming back. But when I saw that, I was like, 
Oh, okay. Steve Burton's coming back, and they and one day we're gonna look up in the bed, and it's just gonna be Steve Burton. Is what I thought was gonna happen. So kudos to GH for not doing that because that was yeah. so predictable. It's like I love the fact that they brought him. The way that they brought him back for everybody to see him was crashing through that skylight. Man, that made my day. I uh, <laughs> I, and I talked about this that. last week, but I don't know how you felt. I love the the idea of that scene. But I felt like the the shooting of it is like they only had time to do that scene once. Yeah, you can't because, do that two or three times. Because he just like he took him forever to break that glass, broke down every little bit of it. While the guy that's holding Sam is just sitting there watching that the whole time, and it took a while. That guy could have easily ghosted out of there. Like I'm gone, but he just stood there and he just watched. Right. That's actually very. That's a good point. That's a good point. But you know, as as a as an actress, I can tell you that they probably only did it once because I've worked on soaps and soaps taped the rehearsals. Like they'll say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna record the rehearsal, and and oftentimes they will record the rehearsal and not do it again for a full take. Wow! Like they will, and they have like over a hundred pages a day that they shoot. Yeah. So they shoot. They generally shoot everything one time. I just wish I would just give Steve, Steve like some chance to work. Just like let him come off for like an hour the day before, just to practice <laughs> busting that glass. Just to get it like in a, a cool way. Why are you clowning him about kids? <laughs> you are clowning him about that glass. It just took so long, and I was just like, "This is taking forever." And it's it, like the impact of that scene is just like, "No, oh, it's not as cool as it could have been." It was pretty cool, though. It it kind of had that Mission Impossible Tom Cruise thing happening for a split second, especially when he jumped. This was the part that made me laugh when he jumped down and he hit the ground. I'm like, "Is he gonna roll over? Is he gonna like you know?" Because if you if you're jumping from that far up. You are not gonna land flat on your feet unless you want some wires or something. He landed and he then he turned around. <laughs> I was like, "Oh no, they did." Nah, he just pulled that the gun just, up like that. And he's that ready was, to rock. That was so wrong. I'm like, <laughs> "Ooh, I'm like, that was so not Mission Impossible esque." I'm like, "Now you know he got to like teeter or fumble yeah, or something. Like, can he just like lean over to the right for a second or lean over to the left?" But no, he was like, "Uh." That's right, because he's stone cold, man. Even when he lands, it's stone cold landing oh my right God. there. When are they gonna bring Spinelli back in? You think? I can't wait for that. The one thing is, is weird too is that we have not seen him with Monica, other than she sees him briefly when he busts through. Kind of gets the idea from Sonny, like, hey, wait, there's somebody that looks like the old version of my son, kind of floating around. But we have yet to see a scene of the two of them together. I think they're, I think they're gonna spend a little bit of time on that because for her, especially of all the characters, it has to be particularly devastating for her because that's her son. Well, and I feel like, as she was saying uh, to Elizabeth, it's like she's got to believe that the Billy Miller version is her version of Jason. Cause that's somebody, painful. Yeah. yeah, it's somebody that's grown out of the mob and moved on to something else, and they've grown closer. To have this version of Jason come back and kind of revert back to what she knew last. It like, would kill her. Ugh. It was, I mean, it's going to be devastating for her and the scenes that they're going to have. And I'm, I'm almost happy that they're giving that a moment to breathe and letting us um, prepare for that moment. Because I'm sure for the character of Monica and for the actress that plays her, that's going to be a really powerful moment when they finally do have that moment together, when they talk. It's going to be, it's either going to be really powerful or it's going to be like, (laughs) (laughs) What I like about, I guess, like this two Jason storyline is that in a sense you get to have, fans get to have the Jason that they like. If they like the Jason that's kind of moved out of the mob and kind of moved on to another life, you get to still have that version. And if you want, if you like, I like that old G, OG Stone Cold Steve Austin. Steve Austin. Old Cold Steve Jason Morgan. With Sonny, who's Sonny's right-hand man, you can still have that version too. Mm-hmm. So you, get to, you basically you got to have both uh, both sides at the same time. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would agree with that. I, it's gonna be it's gonna be I like I said, I like the fact that they did that storyline the way that they did and they didn't get rid of Billy Miller completely and we have the double storyline story happening because and and the other person that it's gonna affect in a really negative slash positive way is Sam and um what's this little boy's name? Jake. I, not Jake, the other one. Oh, Danny. Danny. <clears throat> I was getting ready to say Jake, and I'm like, no, that's not, that's not the right kid. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wrong kid. But Danny, Dan- actually, Jake will be affected too. Danny, Jake, Sam, and Monica, those four people, it's going to be really interesting to see how it affects those four people. I will, I'm going to be honest with you right now, Carla. <laughs> okay, Frank. Be honest, I, I, like, I've been lying this whole episode already, but All now right. I will do this. <laughs> I. Do not. I. I. am not looking forward to any Sam scenes in this. Why? Storyline. Do not like him. I mean, <gasps> Kelly Monaco's great. She's a nice person, but you don't like, like Sam. I'm not a huge Sam fan. Frank. And I am not. I'm not looking forward to her just being going into her Sam kind of meltdowns that she does about this when she's got a debate about uh, is do I go with you know version one or version two of Jason Morgan? Those are going to be my least favorite scenes. You know what? Oh. I think they're going to make it work out that she can. That she can be with both, but the relationship with both of them will be different. She may not, she may not bounce with either one of them. Like it was so painful for her to lose Jason, Jason the first time around that I don't think she wants to go through that again. Like emotionally, that that I mean, it it got her to that place where she was trying to kill Sonny and all that old madness. That you was, know what I mean? So I'm point. just like, I don't know if her character wants to go back there. Like, I remember at one point she was trying to talk Jason out of not working for Sonny anymore at one point. And I think he was contemplating it or something and then something else happened like they always do. But I don't know. It's gonna, I'm, I'm really interested to see how ultimately the, all of that plays out with all those four particular characters because those are the ones that are the closest to him. You know, Sonny and Carly... I think Sonny and Carly will take Jason in whatever form he comes in, clearly, because they accepted Billy Miller. But I think for um, for Sam and for Monica and for Jake and for um, Danny, it's going to be different, especially with uh, Jake and Danny, because those are little kids. So that's very confusing for them yeah. to say, this person is your dad, this person is, is Jason, and then turn around and say, no, we made a mistake, this person is Jason. That's very confusing for a child. So it would be nice to see them handle that in the storyline as opposed to just dealing with the adults because that would make it a little more realistic at least for me. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, because I feel like it seems like the Sam and Billy Miller version of Jason, they've spent these last couple of years really growing closer, kind of finding that love, as Sam said, to go back to another version of Jason that hasn't had that grow time with Sam. I feel like we're two totally different places right now. You want to be back in the mob again because that's what you are because no time has passed for seemingly for you. And right. yet... I've spent the past few years kind of growing past that, and I want a life outside of the mob. Right. So it, in that respect, it's going to make it really interesting. It's going to be some nice, juicy fights coming up, I think. It's, uh, it is interesting to see Billy Miller, the way his, just his visceral reaction to Steve Burke, excuse me, Steve Burke when he shows up, because it's just like, Cause get it was real. away <laughs> from me. Because it's real. Yeah. Because th- think about it. If you are an actor and you've been brought in to replace this really popular character on a soap, like... Sam and Jason were like the super couple of General Hospital. So you've been brought in to replace half of the super couple, and it's taking you all this time to win over the fans, to, you know, do all of that. And then here comes the original dude back. I promise you, 
part of what that dude is exuding on the screen is some real emotion. Like, yeah, get away from me. Yeah, st- stay over there somewhere because I'm trying to do my job over here and you messing it up. <laughs> <laughs> the one part of the storyline that is frustrating me, and I don't know how you feel about it, okay. is the Franco part of it. So Franco kind of finds out with the, that there's Andrew and there's Jason. And there is a memory mapping, and so now they both think they're Jason. But he still, even with that information, does not want to tell Elizabeth. Doesn't want to tell any of the Quartermains to give them that kind of, uh, just like to let them know what the deal is. And his whole thing is like, because I pushed Andrew down the stairs when I was three. He doesn't know that for sure. And I feel like for him to like hang up on that, because it's like, oh, well then, I've been a monster my whole life. Like, kids play around and accidents happen. Because Andrew may have fallen down the stairs and you may have been the one that made that happen, that does not make you a monster. That's just two kids playing around. But he has done some other despicable things in that same, you know, lane that kind of makes him a pretty monstrous person. So it's... And they've they've softened him up too, so he a punk too. Like they just punking everybody out. What is going on, GH? They just punking everybody out. Franco was like hardcore. Franco was closer to Todd Manning when he first came on than he was to to uh, James James Franco's Franco, yeah. right? So now they got him all punked out doing anything for Elizabeth. They they even softened up Elizabeth. Elizabeth was a little treacherous for a minute. They didn't softened her up. I'm like, can we just like have somebody, just one person that's dastardly? No, it was fun to watch Elizabeth when they had the Jake the Jake Doe stuff, and she was like. I'm not going to tell anybody. I know that he's Jason. Right. I'm not going to say anything because I want to. But that's ju- that yeah. was interesting to watch because that's so not Elizabeth's M.O. And Elizabeth has a history with Jason, too. Yeah. Like, there was a part of her. That's why she didn't tell anybody because she was still in love with Jason when, when they took Jason out five years ago. So she's, it's just going to be, it's going to turn everybody's heads upside down. It's going to be fun. So, I mean, they really haven't, I mean. We know that there's a memory mapping. We know there's Andrew and we know there's Jason. Mm. But as of right now, they both think that they're Jason. Mm. They've never they. I feel like we know who's the real, who's Andrew and who's Jason. Mm-hmm. But the show has not really come out and put a fine point on it and say... And they're going to drag it out. Which I'm like, why are we dragging this out? Because I feel like if, it, if Steve Burton turned out to be Andrew with Jason's memories, I think the fans would go, they'd go into an uproar. I think they might do that. Because it's too easy. It's too easy... To have Steve Burton be Jason. Because if they make Steve Burton Andrew with Carly and Sonny going, this is our Jason, this is our brother, this is the godfather of our kids, this is the dude that we love, have them giving all this adoration to this dude, and he's been there two seconds, and totally turn their back on this other one who's Jason, I think that, as a fan watching the show, would make it more interesting to watch. Because the other one, is just too easy. It's so predictable. Why do you want to watch something that is going to... Pre- if we can predict what we're going to watch, then watch, you know. It True. kind of de- defeats the purpose for me. I could understand that completely, but I could also see it from the fans that are excited to have Steve Burton back. And if he's coming back to the show, they want him to be Jason. as Jason Morgan. I mean, he can have elements of Jason Morgan. But kind of have a little Andrew action happening. Like I'm just throwing it out there. Like I, I just I want to see him as as Steve Burton too. You know what I mean? I want to see Steve Burton be Jason too. I'm a huge Steve Burton as Jason fan. But I'm just saying from a point of view, just to mix some stuff up and make it a little interesting, it might be you know a little crazy to see him do something else. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like uh, uh, we've got Jocelyn's boyfriend. Was it Oliver? Whatever, no, Oscar. Uh, Oscar. I feel like his dad is going to turn out to be Andrew. Ooh, that's a good point because he's trying to find his dad and they got the note and nobody signed it. Ooh, that's a good point. Yeah, and I feel like Ooh. you know he's had a military background because it seems like he worked at a 
he was on a military base. So that, mm-hmm. that explains why he has like, he's a great fighter. Mm-hmm. So even if it was whoever is not the real Jason Morgan, he does have some combat experience. Mm. So that's why he could be such a uh, good looking out, Frank. So I'm thinking that that's going to be revealed. But then, so I feel like if you're going to tell somebody that nothing's going to be taken away, at some point somebody's going to be able to get rid of the Jason Morgan memories over whoever's really Andrew mm-hmm. to let Andrew come out and be like, mm-hmm. wait, where have I been for five years? <laughs> What's happened? I've missed five years of my life. So there's a lot of drama for Andrew once you've gotten like these Jason Morgan memories kind of lifted out. You know, that's a good point. I love that you brought that up. I would have never thought of that. That's a good point. Yeah, look at that. Because that's what you do. That's what I do. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we got to wrap this up. Uh, it's been fun uh, finding out what Carla's loves and lo- loves and hates of General Hospital. <laughs> We're going to find out more in the weeks to come. But, folks, as always, you can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thanks, everybody, for hopping in the chat. And if you want to continue the conversation with us even after the show's over, Carla, where can they find you? They can find me on all social media platforms at The Curvy Critic. And listen, if I messed up any of my GH facts, I know I'm a lifer, but if I messed up anything, go in the chat room and let me know. I am open to all criticism. <laughs> uh, you know, you can always criticize. I, I welcome. I accept your, your scorn. <laughs> Feel free to throw it at me anywhere on social media at Happy Go Jackie. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us here on The GH Report. We'll be back here next Sunday night for another week of Port Charles Goodness. See you then. Bye-bye, everybody. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.